Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Karen Sage, who's Chief Marketing Officer at MercuryGate. And today we're going to talk about using business intelligence to navigate supply chains. Now, you know, supply chain logistics professionals face, you know, a, a myriad of challenges in the industry, including the fact that, you know, many of them are drowning, you know, in data. And this is particularly true for, you know, transportation professionals, right, as they're working across multiple modes, across multiple geographies, and, and data is really coming from many different systems, not only internal systems, but a lot of external systems, uh, including, you know, now mobile devices and GPS devices. So, you know, the big challenge is, you know, how do you convert all of this data into actionable intelligence? And, you know, what are some of the challenges or the hurdles to, to do that? And then ultimately, how, does, how do you convert or translate business intelligence into business value? So those are some of the questions, uh, you know, we're going to explore here with, uh, with Karen. And, you know, Karen's uh, obviously got a great pulse on what's happening uh, uh, from a transportation standpoint there at MercuryGate. Um, and uh, certainly uh, has some great uh, in insights into, you know, BI in the TMS realm. So, uh, Karen, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Adrian. I'm really excited to be here. Great, Karen. Uh, you know, before we kind of dive into the topic, uh, you know, we've had many of your colleagues at, at MercuryGate on, on Talking Logistics before, but, uh, you know, this is your first time. And, and like I do with, you know, anytime I bring a new guest onto the program, I, I always like to find out a little bit about, you know, how and why they got involved with supply chain logistics to begin with, right? And uh, so why don't you briefly tell us a little bit about your career path, you know, how and why you got involved with, with this industry and kind of what your current role and responsibilities are there at MercuryGate. Sure. So, you know, I feel like the start of my career path actually led me to this ultimate challenge of supply chain in a very circuitous way. I started my career as an engineer doing operations research technology, looking at optimization and things like queuing theory. For instance, I did research on things like route planning and traffic holding patterns. And you might ask, for transportation? Actually not, for uh, computer networks. So, but if you think about it, substitute physical packages for packages of data or information, and in inventory storage for chip buffers, it's actually, there's a lot of similarities. Now, that said, I think transportation is actually harder of the two. Um, but believe it or not, they, there are a lot of synergies. Um, so that was really the start of my career. Since then, I've made two transitions, one from engineering to marketing, and the second from computer networks to transportation. I feel at home in this space. Um, it's really fast moving. I'm fascinated with the digitization that's going on in the logistics area. And, and that's what really leads me to where I am today, which is the chief marketing officer at MercuryGate. I've been here almost a year. I run marketing and demand generation. Um, not only is logistics right up my alley, but being able to, to market a product that's the best of the in, in industry is also icing on the cake. So I'm really excited to be here to talk about this. So thank you for the invite. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And, you know, uh, I'm an engineer by background myself. And I think, you know, if I had to say, you know, what's the common thread of many of our guests here and talking logistics is a lot of uh, folks in the supply chain logistics industry got the start in engineering. So um, I think it's a good uh, foundation you know, for, um, you know, to be successful in, in this industry, right? So, I agree. I agree. You know, a lot, you know we, we talk about, you know, the topic at hand, right? Data, optimization, business, I mean, and analytics. I mean, that's all foundational to, uh, to engineering um, and obviously supply chain as well. So let, let's go into, right into the topic now. I mean, like I said in my opening remarks, 
I mean, there's a lot of discussion these days, um, you know, especially in transportation about, you know, the importance of converting data into actual intelligence. You know, wh why is that? Why is it so important today? Why are so many people talking about it? The reason actionable intelligence is, is discussed of late and why it's so important is really it, the incredible impact it can have on all aspects of your business. The, the, you know, the type of analyses that you can do today um, were really challenging, if not impossible, before the advancement of BI tools. So, you know, today you can ask and really get fast answers to very complicated questions. You know, some example questions would be like, you know, what is the, the average transportation cost for shipping widget X via LTL for, for year to date? Um, you know, questions that, that really are, are um, slices and dices of what were typically, uh, you know, uh, common things that you wouldn't be able to ask without a lot of data crunching. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, that's a great point. I think that I, I see and hear the same thing from supply chain logistics professionals as well. And I think, you know, the, the other factor is, you know, time compression, right? So they're forced to have to make these smarter decisions, right, faster. Um, and kind of the old ways of kind of analyzing data, you know, with spreadsheets or, or, or things like that, you, you know, was kind of a, it has been a hindrance in terms now, because now they don't have the luxury of time. In many ways, you know, they, they have to make decisions in minutes or hours as opposed to days, right? That's right. That's right. The faster, the better. And, and the more actionable the data and provided it to you in ways that um, you can, you know, um, respond to quicker, the, the more effective it is. Yeah. I mean, I think what I, what I find, you know, overall is that, you know, there's the, the margin for error, right? Or the, the, the margin for, you know, latency in terms of being able to kind of take data, be able to analyze and then be able to take some action is, is you know, shrinking, you know, and, and I, I think this is true for across all industries. I mean, you see it very acutely in, in the retail industry and what's happening there. But, you know, I talked to companies, you know, 3PLs, I talked to uh, companies in the chemical industry, and that seems to be kind of a common thread. Definitely. Now, um, so, so uh, but, but at the same time, right, converting, you know, data into actual intelligence, it's kind of easy for us to talk about and just say, oh, well, yeah, let's just do it, right? But, but it's really, you know, not, not that easy. I mean, what, what are the main challenges that you see, you know, that companies ship face, you know, shippers or logistics service providers and actually converting data into actionable intelligence? So, so let's talk about shippers first. Um, Eric Johnson, I don't know if you saw, he just did a great survey. Um, and it came out with 5% of shippers believe that they have extremely accurate data. Um, probably even more surprising, 20% of the shippers said that they had no idea how accurate their data is. I was really surprised. Um, you know, he did a survey a little while ago that said 35% of shippers don't even have transportation management systems, whether through owning a TMS or, or leveraging a, a 3PL. So, you know, I would say the first challenge really being faced is, is getting measurement and instrumentation in place. You heard the old adage, garbage in, garbage out. I think that's truly, you know, relevant here. And you need to invest in technologies such as TMS that help record and aggregate the data so that you can effectively and track and, and manage the data. You know, once you have those systems running and recording the data, I think that's really where the magic can happen. Um, until you have that fundamental technology, it's, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's not so easy. Um, I think, you know, and um, that's for shippers, for ser logistic service providers, I think they're much more apt to have uh, technology such as TMS. 
Um, and, you know, the, really the challenge they face is how to extend that data to the shipper, um, both in terms of, of, you know, ways that they can um, provide it in, in context and ways that, that the shipper can leverage and, and do it in ways that, that really can add them sort of above and beyond insight into to what's going on. You know, the great points. I mean, I mean, you know, the data quality management, you know, the data quality problem, you know, has been something that I've been on a soapbox, you know, for over 18 years since I've been kind of an industry analyst. And, and it, it really is a, a problem that, um, you know, it continues to be a challenge for, for many companies. Part of it is because I see, I, I think you, you rightly pointed out, a lot of companies don't even have the systems in place to even start, you know, aggregating that data to even just start analyzing whether it's good or not. I think secondly, a lot of that data comes from, you know, third parties, right, external to the companies, whether it's their carriers, their suppliers, their 3PLs. So they don't fully control the quality of the data, at least the or- at the origin point. So I think that brings to the third point, which I think is a lot of companies lack the processes in place as well to manage data quality management, right? Because they say, well, that's, that's not my problem. You know, IT says, well, that's logistics problems. And logistics says, well, that's IT's problem. You know, that's my supply, you know, just get the suppliers to send this good data and we wouldn't have a problem, you know, so on and so forth. And, and I think you still see a lot of that, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and I think that that relationship, somehow you have to get IT, you know, they're in the background and, and sort of doing the integrations and, and the support, but they have to get out of that process because if you're waiting um, between the time you have the data and for them to sort of analyze it in the background and give it back to you, it's too late. The, the data is no longer useful. Right, right. And the, and the point you brought up about, you know, 3PLs and logistics service providers, I, I see that as well. I mean, in fact, I've written over the past few years that, you know, a lot of shippers are looking to their 3PLs as a source of technology, right? So not only, you know, help us move product from point A to point B, or not only help us with the di- distribution aspects, but they're really looking at LSPs as being a source of technology and a, and a source of that data and information so that they can bring that data and information into their own system so they can have a broader view of, of what's happening across the supply chain. So in many ways, 3PLs, I always said, you know, they're almost like an outsourced IT provider, an outsourced uh, provider of business intelligence data that a lot of shippers are looking for. Very much so. Very much so. So, you know, uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit, you know, business intelligence analytics have become, you know, an important component of, of transportation management systems. Um, you know, certainly I've you know, I've been looking at this market now for over 18 years and over the past few years, I've seen kind of that, that capability moving up the priority list for, for a lot of shippers and 3PLs as well. I mean, how have, um, you know, how have the BI analytics capabilities of TMS evolved over the past few years and kind of what are some of the, the key features or, uh, you know, attributes that, you know, companies are looking for, you know, those companies that you talk to? So, you know, it, it's funny, as a marketeer, we always like to kind of get all excited and announce things as brand new, but, but business intelligence isn't really totally new to TMS. Um, you know, at, at its core, business intelligence simply is a set of technology and tools for the transmission of raw data into meaningful and useful data and information, right? And, and doing so for business analysis purposes. So, you know, if, if you think about um, business intelligence, it's been both an important component and an outcome of the TMS solutions for a long time. Um, in fact, if you were to look at MercuryGate, we've had extremely sophisticated and customizable reporting in the core system, even without the addition of the BI module. 
what it has changed dramatically over the years and what's new with the addition of the, the module is the ability to take that data analysis to a whole new level. Um, first of all, there's a lot more um, uh, access to data, but taking it to a sophistication where it, it brings in more important aspects of the data from different places and building an understanding of how that different data is related and then allowing the filtering and the ability to parse the data and, and by doing so, answering very specific questions on the fly. Instead of you know, having kind of common reports, um, you're able to, to, on the fly, ask it, what about the last six months? Or what about only on truckload? Or you know, allows you, you very sophisticated ways of, of slicing and dicing. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen the same as well. I mean, I think you're right. You know, we've kind of evolved, or I see the evolution is, you know, there's always been reporting, right? And reporting was almost kind of looking at the past uh, in some ways. It was kind of static. Almost people would just print out these reports to kind of look at, or they kind of looked like, you know, they were kind of a step up from Excel spreadsheets, right? So there was, it was Excel, but in a, in, an, a, in a browser form, right? And I think that provided some, some level of value, but I think you're right. I mean, what we're seeing now is, you know, much more graphical user interfaces, much more flexibility, you know, providing the, the end user, kind of giving them more power and more intuitive ways to slice and dice the information to get to those insights that ultimately are going to help them make smarter decisions. Right. So, um, uh, so when you talk to your customers, I mean, what, what types of BI information are, are they, you know, looking for? And, and then how, how does that then translate into business value? So shippers really want to quantify cost, uh, you know, associated with shipping products by customer, by carrier, by lane, by route. Um, with this kind of information, they can identify areas to reduce cost. And, you know, especially associated with specific carriers or serving specific customers. Um, do they have the right carriers covering the right loads is a question they'll often ask. You know, is there a better way to serve the account or should they increase the charges that they're, they're you know, having for that particular customer um, or type of customer? They also wanted to do things like identify transportation trends um, and do so by mode, you know, again, by customer, carrier. This information can really help shippers understand if their transportation costs to serve a new um, customer are increasing, are they staying the same? Um, and, you know, is it even consistent amongst the different customers or are some, you know, are there general trends or are there some outliers and, and what is the makeup of that, those outliers? I think, you know, the greatest benefit is being able to use the data, not just for historical purposes, but to identify the areas of opportunity for improvement and to make informed decisions for the future. Um, this is really how you plan to achieve continued cost savings through these types of tools and not just account for what you saved in the past. Yeah, and I think that, that's a great point. I mean, I think a, a lot of times, you know, a lot of the reporting historically was, okay, what happened last, last week? What happened last month? What happened last quarter? Right. And it was kind of very reactive, kind of, you know, backward looking. I think where I see a lot of the, you know, users today is really more proactive and using this almost as a continuous improvement tool to, to your point where they're really looking at data on a more real-time basis and really, you know, challenging perhaps some of the assumptions that they might have, right? To say, hey, you know, what if, or is this really true? Like, do, you know, with regards to the mode or with regards to the customer, right? To try to, you know, challenge some of the assumptions that they might have around costs, around service, 
um, you know, as it relates to uh, as it relates to transportation, not being able to really answer those questions much more quickly. And then when when I think where a lot of transportation professionals get excited is when they when they see something that they didn't expect, you know, either on the either on the on the positive side, like wow, I didn't realize that we were actually saving this much, or I didn't realize that you know we were achieving these benefits, or that we were actually doing the right thing. And then obviously, you know, from the negative side, to say, gosh, you know, I, I always thought X, but in reality, when I look at the data, it's a really Y. And yeah. then you know, be able to peel back the onion and say, okay, we got to take some action here to kind of you know move the trend in the right direction, right? Absolutely. And I think that's important. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, the data doesn't lie and, and um, you know, intuition doesn't necessarily equal what you see with the data. And I think that's a shock to a lot of people. Right. I think the other, the other key piece is particularly now, I mean, I think as we're heading into, you know, uh, uh, 2018, right, there's a lot of conversation, you know, these days about there being a transportation perfect storm and, and, you know, the challenges ahead from you know, a capacity standpoint and a rate standpoint. Uh, a, a lot of, Transportation professionals, you know, one of the things that we've been encouraging them to do is to have those conversations with upper management, right, in terms of what to expect in 2018 with regards to transportation and the best way to kind of make your case in terms of why the budget needs to be X or why you need more investment, uh, uh, why you even need a transportation management system, right, is, is to have data, right, to data to back up your argument or back up, you know, your, um, your, your position. And I think that's another way that business intelligence can help uh, transportation professionals is to help communicate more effectively with upper management in terms of what's going on with transportation. I agree. And even the reports are really, you know, um, well sort of situated for that, that, you know, they're easy to read. Uh, you can do drill downs and, and, you know, really draw a lot of complex kind of relationships graphically that I think, you know, is the language that executives speak. Right, right. And I think one of the things you see with solutions is the ability to create different types of views or dashboards, depending on whether you're a frontline user, right, that's more interested in the more detailed information versus but creating an executive dashboard that will help, uh, you know, kind of upper level management kind of get a, a broader uh, view of what's happening, right? That's right. So, you know, we're kind of running short on time here, so I'm just going to go to, you know, a couple of more questions here. I mean, so how do you see, you know, BI for transportation management, you know, evolving over the years ahead? I mean, what new, what new capabilities or innovations are, are on the horizon? So, you know, I can mention the usual suspects in terms of future technologies. Uh, you know, of course, things like AI and Internet of Things are going to evolve. But I, I think one of the things to realize is that BI is going to evolve in itself as we continue to build out its foundation. I think, you know, the more investigative research you do, the more insight you have to really expand it. I think, you know, at MercuryGate, we've really learned that organizations that outperform are really using data for competitive advantage. You know, what sets them apart is their ability to get a, a few things right. You know, first, drive business outcomes by applying more sophisticated analysis across more disparate data sources. So I think you're going to see that more in the future. And then um, capture the, the time of value um, and develop that speed of insight and speed of action as a core differentiator. Um, the last and, and third one is I would say they, they look to change the game in, in terms of shift the status quo. Um, it could be how they apply the data um, in their analytics to attract, um, grow and retain customers or manage the data in terms of transforming their financial process, uh, optimize operations, 
and you know create new business models even um, at, at their very core you know either directly or indirectly seek to capitalize on the value of the information and so when we look toward the future I think it's really you know the sky's the limit in terms of really the value that these systems can provide yeah, no, I love that last point. I mean, I think, you know, obviously from a technology standpoint, you know, things like machine learning and artificial intelligence, I think are going to, you know, play a role here in this whole area of BI and, and, and analytics. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised, you know, one of my predictions from a few years ago is that we're going to see kind of the, uh, the Alexa or the Siri for yeah. as a user interface, right, for, for transportation management in general and other enterprise applications. But I can see, you know, instead of having to, you know, manually type in or, or go to uh, menus or drill downs is just speak to the computer and say, hey, show me, you know, uh, you know, the costs over the past, you know, three weeks, you know, in this mode for this customer using this carrier type of thing, and then have that automatically pop up. So I see that. But I think the point you brought up, uh, I, I, the, the second part of it, the non-technology piece, I think is equally powerful. And, and the fact of new ways to leverage the data. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, the focus has been historically, and rightly so, and I think that's going to continue to be the case, you know, in terms of how can we manage costs more effectively, how can we improve service and, and make sure that we're meeting our customer requirements. But I think those that are going to be leading the way are going to be the ones that, almost like I, what I spoke about at your uh, user conference, how do, you, how do you leverage logistics and transportation as a competitive weapon? And then be able to leverage data and look at data and BI from that lens, right, in terms of being able to look at the data, look at the information, convert it into insights that then will drive some action to help you, you know, modify your processes or develop new services or things of that nature to help you be, uh, you know, use your transportation and logistics as a competitive weapon. Oh, I, I totally agree. And in fact, I, I think, you know, the more sophisticated you get in that, the more competitive advantage you'll have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Karen, I mean, we're kind of short on time here now, so I'm going to go right to my last questions. I mean, as a way to wrap up, I mean, what questions should shippers and, and logistics service providers, you know, ask themselves to assess whether, you know, they're ahead of the curve or behind the curve when it comes to business intelligence and analytics and transportation? So I, I think you can think about it in terms of maturity phases. So, you know, the, the first question is, do you have the ability to measure accurate data? Um, you know, second, do you have the systems in place to more than simply, you know, uh, allow tracking and tracing, you know, is it in spreadsheets? Are, are you, you know, have it more automated than that? I'd say third, you know, are you being served up insights to your data that you can effectively use? I think, you know, insights are great, but if, if you can't use them, um, you know, effectively, that, that's very limited. And, and then finally, you know, do you have the ability to use this information now um, versus waiting months for, for a, a, a development cycle? Um, I think, you know, uh, those really sort of frame, you know, the, the sort of adage, you know, do you have the data? Is it accurate? You know, are you, are you being able to measure it and compute it, report it, and use it? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, whenever it comes to technology, in particular, you know, transportation management systems, you know, my, my, my quick rule of thumb is, you know, if you're still using spreadsheets, if you're still using whiteboards, if you're still using paper and downloading stuff and, and trying to do things manually, um, you know, you're obviously behind the curve because, you know, with, with the rate of, of change in technology today and the, you know, new, more powerful capabilities that are out there, uh, your competitors or other companies that are out there are, are able to, you know, crank through a lot more data and, and, and be able to uh, glean more insightful 
connections between the data and more, uh, uh, you know, be able to see continuous improvement opportunities or in, uh, opportunities to innovate, then you're, you will ever be, you know, still using, you know, the old way of, of doing things. So I think, uh, you know, the questions you asked, I think, uh, you know, relate to that as well. Um, so Karen, like I always say at the end of all our episodes, you know, we always just manage to scratch the surface on, on the topics that we talk about, but I think we hit some, some great high points, some, some great, you know, food for thought and, and advice for, for companies out there in terms of, you know, how to be thinking about business intelligence analytics, particularly in transportation management and, uh, you know, some, some uh, uh, course, course for action for them to take or think about in, in the weeks and months ahead. So again, thank you for making the time to be with us today. Thank you. I love your blog. Great. Thank you. And uh, I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you are watching this episode on demand, uh, either at the Mercury Gate website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Karen, yeah, you can post it there. And I'm sure that she'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you all and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.